This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I have a professional wrestling question for you. Do you think when you first go to wrestling training school, on the third session they go, okay, today we're going to climb to the top rope and teach you how to fall from this juncture and go slamming through a wooden coffin? I know the answer to this is no, because I've been to professional wrestling training, Darby Allen. He won crazy hot tamale. And I am, of course, talking about AEW's Fighter Fest night one. And wasn't it just so joyous to have real people back in the building? And if you're thinking to yourself, Simon, this is so boring you say this all the time well you better get your boredom all ready each and every single week because i'm gonna ride this novelty all the way to the station but that doesn't necessarily mean that the latest episode of aew dynamite was any good and we only find that out by giving the good bits and up and the bad bits are down which thank goodness we are about to do right now so strap yourself in and let's go Right away, I'm going to repeat myself because a wild crowd is just like drugs right into my vein. Because the very first person we saw coming out on AEW Dynamite was John Moxley with his IWGP US Championship. And these people cheered him like he was a returning hero. And he is to me because he shaved his head. John, welcome to the club. He was, of course, taken on Carl Anderson, who was described as a founding member of the Bullet Club and someone who had made their ways to the final of the G1 tournament. And I wonder why AEW would be making all these New Japan references. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Don't know why I'm pretending I know anything. I don't. Eddie Kingston also ran out before the bell had even sounded and just whacked Luke Gallows with a pipe. So that was a way to get things going. And then these two just decided, well, I think we're going to have a hot audience later. Why don't we just kick the absolute holy hell out of each other? And my word, they did. I mean, they were hurling each other into the barricade. There were suplexes on the rampway. I think at one point there was a stun gun over the top rope. It was almost as if this was the last day of professional wrestling on earth. So we better get all our stuff in. I suppose you could say it kind of did feel like a a new Japan match and there was this near fall off a stun gun that got me so bad I was like oh my gosh we are going to change the championship because once more I assumed as we had real human beings in the building it may make for a nice surprise somebody shoot me out of the cannon because I'm an idiot because of course in reality that would have just pissed everybody off so when Anderson went for another stun gun John Moxley essentially reversed it into the paradigm shift and he got the three count and the roar and the approval of this result 
Well, I think we can say now with all the confidence in the world that Dean Ambrose leaving WWE to become John Moxley in AEW is probably the best career decision this guy ever made. It is also another tick in the, well, AEW Dynamite does not have bad opening matches box, which means it's getting an up. And then we got another one in the books for next week because we cut to the back. There was Lance Archer, there was Jake Roberts, and they were like, well, we would like another shot at that championship. So you damn right, you getting it in seven days. Andrade was then looking for the death triangle. I don't know if he wants to be their friends. I don't know if he wants to play a game of chess. I don't know if he wants to beat them up. And I will say at the moment, not 100% sure what we're doing with Andrade, but look at Miro, look at Ethan Page. All Elite Wrestling always makes it good. So let's just sit down and be patient. It was then time for Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. And do you remember all that hoopla online where people were going, well, nobody cares about the FTW title because it never gets defended. Oh yeah? Well, it was defended here. And once again, the noise that greeted this, you would have thought it was the main event for the biggest pay-per-view of all time. Up. Starks was crazy over too because he is from Texas, but Brian Cage didn't care about this. He's like, look at me, I'm absolutely massive. So he grabbed this man and he just threw him around the place. And it was so over the top and it was so ludicrous, I started to laugh which says a lot about my moral compass. So it's kind of like a dad beating his son, and obviously don't do that, that would be really bad. So Ricky had to come up with a plan here. So when Brian went to run at him at the corner, he got out the way and he started to work over Cage's arm. And that's always an intelligent thing to do, no matter how massive the guy you're fighting, if they have one less limb, you're gonna have a much better opportunity. I mean, he probably could have just got a chainsaw and hacked it off, but arguably maybe that would have been a little bit too much. And I suppose the overarching narrative here was the FTW title itself because we just tease, 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 tease that somebody was going to use it. And then when we did go and use it, well, we kind of went round the houses. Ricky was going to use the belt and smash Brian Cage right in the head, but Powerhouse Hobbs was like, no, man, don't do it. And he wouldn't let him. But because of this, Rick then turned into an F5. And my word, he kicked out with like 2.99999. So Team Taz, they were getting close to the edge. This was kind of a double bluff, though, because Hook then distracted the referee and Hobbs himself then smashed Brian Cage in the head with the FTW title. And then after Ricky Starks hit the spear, he pinned his former friend, now enemy, for the one, two, three. And yeah, he's a new champ. So the ending to this was all over the place because I was like, powerhouse, what are you doing? If he hadn't have kicked out of the F5, what the hell would you be saying then? But look, it's been teased for months. We went down the right path. Now Brian Cage can feud with all of Team Taz and say how much he hates the color orange. Sometimes doing the sensible thing is the best thing. And I haven't even told you about half the moves in this match. There was a power bomb by Ricky Starks onto Brian Cage. Flub me, that was absolutely great. And so was Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black just beating the holy hell out of each other. My word, did I have a good evening up. Cody started by just running over to the commentary and saying, hey Malachi, I'm sure a phone call would have sufficed. And while if you want to come after me, that's fine. What you don't do is boot a 62 year old man in the head. I was like, yeah, that's a very good point. You shouldn't be doing that. Just as Rose was ready to continue verbally tearing into him, though, Malachi appeared on the big screen and he was all like, listen, Codes, did you hear the reaction after I did both destroy you seven days ago? They were cheering. So maybe that's something you want to think about. He then talked about a man killing a horse because it was got crippled. 
and I wasn't 100% sure what he was on about, but that's why this character is so damn good. You tell me somebody else within wrestling that is as engaging as this man. He just says things, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what's going on. I think he rocks. It pissed off Cody, understandably, who told Black to get his ass to the ring right now. So the lights went off, and then they came back on again, and there he was. And I was like, yes, let's make this Malachi Black's thing in AEW. He can have all the light shenanigans. Essentially like their version of The Undertaker. I ain't gonna get mad at this. The pair then walloped each other until officials did break them up and the crowd did not like that. They're like, no, let them go at it. We wanna see death. And I tell you, this match is gonna be so good. I don't care what anybody else says. And Malachi Black already is coming across like a massive deal. So if you want to say that I'm excited, I would say, well deduced. Tully Blanchard was being interviewed next, and he was very happy that he'd beaten up Conan. So Santana and Ortiz appeared, and they pretended they were going to beat up Tully, but they didn't. So you know that FTR are not going to be happy about this. I would imagine next week, we're going to see some bloodshed. AEW then asked a very simple question. Are you ready for All Out? And are you ready for the redemption of Adam Page? And if your answer is no... Well, they just presented a segment that probably changed your mind. Because the cowboy was out here to a ridiculous reaction, so that's worked. And after all the horrible times he's been through, he has found his hoop spar, and that's right, he does want to challenge the AEW world title, and he does want to take on Kenny Omega. But before he could actually finish his sentence... Out came the elite. Omega wasn't there for very specific reasons, but Don Callis and the Young Bucks were. And not only did Callis tell him to shut up because you're not the guy you think you are, Matt Jackson reminded us, oh, look who it is, Adam Page, our former best friend who screwed us over, which is also very true, by the way. You're not going to be able to do anything in wrestling. In fact, you're nothing but a sad alcoholic. This kind of wounded me because he kind of has been there, but I'm desperate for him to get out of it. Because Paige isn't a pushover though, he didn't take this at all, and he just punched Matt Jackson right in the face. Of course, then the Elite were on the attack, as well as Kenny Omega, but Hangman Adam Page isn't a moron, and he does have some friends, so out came the Dark Order, and once again, it was just a bunch of screaming, and a bunch of noise, like, oh my god, it's the Dark Order, so then I'm getting all pumped up. That's just how wrestling works. Adam then demanded that we did sort out this match with Kenny, but Omega was having none of it. So the long and the short is going to be, we are going to have an elimination match. And if Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order are able to win, they will get the world title match and they'll get a tag team title match. However, if the Elite win, Adam Page goes to the back of the line and he gets absolutely nothing. Don't know why I spat. Seemed appropriate. So this was kind of like reverse Jenga and everybody agreed to it. And once again, the fans' reaction was as if they'd been told, you're going to be the number one contender. But you know that even if that did happen, there'd be one guy who would go on Reddit afterwards and go, I can't believe I've been made the number one contender. I don't think my push has been good at all. And it's like, man, would you just accept your opportunity? All of this just felt like a massive angle, though. It properly made me care. And I just said that All Elite Wrestling is the coolest. And that, in turn, makes me sound like a massive geek. But here's a surprise for you. I am. I cannot wait for it, though. And yes, I am still of the opinion that we should get to All Out and Hangman Adam Page should lose because all the best stories always have a nice dose of tragedy. But come on now. This absolutely rubs. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good promo by Chris Jericho followed as well because he told us even though he is going to take on MJF's challenge, when you dive into Greek mythology when Hercules did the same thing, Hercules got through all of these labors and he got every single thing he wanted. Chris Jericho plans on doing the same. We then did discover how this is going to start too, because from nowhere, Sean Spears just hit a champion with a chair when Maxwell did walk in and say, hey, look, here's your first one. Next week, you're going to take on Sean Spears in a chairs match. Although the twist is, you ain't allowed to use a chair. So I've no idea how Jericho is going to win that one, but that's the entire point. And I just like this from a structural point of view. As soon as you told me you're going to have to go through this and you're going to have to go through that, I buy in. It was then time to get in our time traveling machine because we were actually doing Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Although as we did find out, these guys have only ever had three singles matches in their entire careers, which is nuts because they've been going for 20 years plus. But I can really see a world where a bunch of Attitude Era fans go, oh man, I'd like to see Christian and Matt Hardy fight. So they tune in. And also this was just so different from everything else on the show. Tick my box up. I mean, the first thing they did was just lock up for around a minute and neither guy would give an inch. They were doing it in the ring. They were doing it outside of the ring. When this didn't work, Christian Craze did a crazy dive because it is the modern day. I really thought it was quite impressive. We were just flipping from the old school to the new school too because Cage then climbed up to the top rope and he hit Matt Hardy with the 10 punches in the corner. And sometimes people go, oh, that's not so stupid. We shouldn't do it anymore. And you're 100% right, but it's also absolutely brilliant. And I would like that to come back properly as well as the axe handle, the double axe handle from the top. Nobody does it anymore. I understand why, because it wouldn't actually hurt. Damn it, I enjoy it. Hardy was also being a right asshole, so at one point he used the referee as a shield and just nailed Christian right in the balls. And that led to the twist of fate, but Christian kicked out at two while we were ready to go. It led to Matt applying this kind of chokehold on the outside because he decided, hey man, I'll win by counter, I don't care. But Christian got back in, he reversed another twist of fate attempt, he hit the kill switch and he got the victory. I just thought it was really nice. We also didn't get any shenanigans and it was a clean finish. And honestly, that's like washing me with some special kind of a water. And after the fact, once we got the bell and the winner, you can do whatever the hell you want. So House Hardy was out here. They were going to attack Christian. But what's been happening over the last few weeks? That's right. Cage has made friends with the Jurassic Express. So they came to balance the books. And now you can feud these two teams. We just give it a very respectable clap as if we're watching tennis at Wimbledon. And then Miro. Just Miro, my word, he is the best. Because he just cut this crazy promo calling himself the Redeemer and made it sound like if you do try and take him on for his championship, he will kill you. 
He's also redesigned the TNT title, so now it's white and green. Now firstly, any kind of white strap is the best thing ever, but also they're the colours kind of the Bulgarian flag. So we should keep this belt on this man for absolutely ages until someone like Jungle Boy beats him. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But yes, just to double down on it, Miro is right now my favorite thing in professional wrestling. This led into a Britt Baker interview next, and it also did exactly what it needed to do, because we are going to get the title match next week between Britt and Nyla Rose. So Baker was all like, look, Vicky Guerrero, you may have a last name that keeps you relevant, but Nyla doesn't. So after I kick her in the rear end in seven days time, Everyone gonna forget about her. Nyla disagreed and said the Baker is in for the beating of her life, and I bet that these two do smash at a Fighter Fest night too. Also, as a smaller side, if you're into going to the gym, put on Britt Baker's theme music and use it as a workout track. It is surprisingly very good. Next up, too, we had Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Utah which has to be the greatest name right now in all of professional wrestling. Now, I get it. You may never heard of this dude because he's been smashing on AEW Dark and AEW Elevation, which was highlighted here. And it actually made me come to a very specific conclusion. Because the whole idea is that he's been doing so well on these two shows, he's now been promoted to Dynamite. And in the past, I've kind of been critical of this because you're like, well, this guy just came out of nowhere. I don't know who he is. But now that this has been established, that we do have these quote-unquote developmental leagues, and if you do smash it there, you will get thrown up into the big one, which is kind of like a real sports league. I was like, cool. Again, we saw all the clips of him doing this. And I actually quite like it now. Plus, it gives you a reason to watch AEW Dark and Elevation. You can pick your favorite and cheer them on. All of this is actually a very good idea. It was, of course, mostly a showcase for Sammy, but do not sleep on Utah because he was given some solid stuff here, including when Sammy went for a shooting star press and he got his knees up. And I really don't know how Sammy Guevara is going to be all right today because his head went straight into the bowl. He was never going to win, though, because that would have been absolutely ridiculous. And Sammy needed a big victory, but he was able to get his stuff in. And I tell you, don't sleep on this guy. He looks very good. But Sammy did hit that crazy cutter off the top rope. He then hit the GTH and he won. It was a really good five minutes. I'm massively intrigued to see what the next story for Sammy is. But also, yeah, Wheeler Utah, I'm keeping my eye on you. There's just something about him. QT Marshall and the factory then poured a protein shake on Tony Schiavone's head. Now, as a man that drinks a lot of protein shakes, I know how awful that would be. And Tony, he sold this so well. I would have reacted exactly the same way. But essentially what we have relearned is that QT Marshall is a dick. I swear AEW was just trying to please everybody on this episode of Dynamite 2 because next up, for the first time in 16 months, we had a match with Yuka Sakazaki. The crowd once more was well aware of this, so they greeted her like a returning hero, and she was taken on Penelope Ford, who is always fun to watch in a wrestling match, so you will be very surprised to hear. Um, they also went bonkers with sometimes Yuka cartwheeling out of the way so she wouldn't get hit with a move, and then she hit a cannonball from the second row. I don't understand the cannonball as a maneuver, because you can't protect yourself and you can't protect your opponent. It's just one human going crashing into another. They then punched each other in the face for a while because flub you. And Penelope's always fun to watch because she has all these flippy dippy doodah moves. But really, it was Sakazaki who came out ahead here because she just like radiates happiness. And because she radiates happiness, I then feel happy. And she did that nut splash when she kind of springboards off the top rope and then turns in midair and she got the victory. That kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. It cannot be easy to do. But it was just a really solid wrestling match. And it's always good to see new people injected into the women's division. 
What else can I say? John Moxley then proved that he can say anything in a promo and make it sound absolutely terrifying because addressing Lance Archer, he actually muttered the words, you may be Texas bred, but next week you're going to be Texas dead. And that's something I would expect a child to say, but when Mox says it, you're like, man, I actually think he's going to kill him. I think that match going to be good. As was our main event, which was properly off the chart. Because Darby Allen is a maniac. As it turns out, so is Ethan Page. They were having the first ever AEW coffin match. And whoever does this next time, you're going to have to follow up with something big. I mean, we went all Bret Hart to begin with because Darby Allen ran at Ethan Page and just smacked his back into his face. And Ethan seemed to be far more hurt than this by you would expect. But then Darby Allen took off his jacket and underneath he had a steel plate. Hitman, your legacy lives on. The problem was is that Ethan Page is an experienced wrestler. And I swear, wrestlers, you need to start checking the casket before you ever do these kind of matches. Because just as Darby was going to open it, out popped Scorpio Sky and he started to beat him up. This, of course, was the catalyst for Sting coming down. And honestly, you've got to go watch it. The reaction for Sting, 62-year-old Sting, he will be a legend forever. Sting and Scorpio Sky then fought into the crowd, although the Sting actually missed the Stinger splash. Not that we would have known because we missed it on the TV. But he was still able to just absolutely destroy Scorpio. And then Ethan Page and Darby Allen decide, well, we're going to do the same. So Darby Allen jumped off this really high platform, but Ethan Page caught him and basically just chucked him into some concrete. Darby Allen, why don't you like your back? Trust me, it is very important for being alive. Ethan then lived up to his promise of trying to kill this guy when he loosened the bottom rope and started to choke Darby Allen with it. But Darby got his revenge by getting the metal hook from the corner and frisk hooking Ethan Page's mouth. I mean, if he had pulled any harder, it would have pierced his cheek and that would have been it for me. I would have gone back to bed. Outside of this, people were being drop kicked into the coffin. They were being absolutely hurled onto the steel steps. And this was a truly brutal match, meaning that when both guys do wake up this morning, they're probably like, oh, don't, don't know if it was a good idea. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. Darby did realize that he was kind of getting his ass kicked here, though. So do you know what he did? He bit Ethan Page's face. That's right, he bit his face. And then he got his skateboard. He climbed to the top rope and he stomped Ethan, who fell into the coffin. Darby Allen closed the thing and mercifully, this was over. But know this, due to time constraints, I haven't done it justice. This was a violent ball. Darby Allen cannot leave good enough alone though, because after this was done, he climbed back up to the top rope and he hit a coffin drop right through the casket. And it's not like Ethan Page rolled out of this. He was right there. I can only imagine the fear and then the pain he was in. This was honestly a crazy, crazy spot and a crazy, crazy match. It was also a fantastic end to a fantastic AEW Dynamite and the fans really did make this something special. And before you go, well, it wouldn't be any good if Batman wasn't in it. Batman is in it. The fans were here. AEW got everything right as far as I'm concerned and it's getting it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.